Hey, fellas. Welcome to Guys in Grief, sponsored by Emma's Footprints and First Candle. We started this podcast for fathers like us that have experienced pregnancy or infant loss. You see, when we went through these life-changing experiences, we struggled to find resources that were specifically for men in support of navigating this grieving process. We're not doctors. We're not psychiatrists. We're three friends. We're grieving fathers that have been through the unthinkable and want to help others by talking about the unique and often undiscussed perspective of men that have experienced child loss. We welcome you to join us on this journey. Share your stories, the challenges, laugh with us, maybe shed a tear or two, and help each other as we navigate honoring our children, grief, supporting our family, and trying to find better days ahead. Let's get into it. Well, hey, fellas, welcome to another episode of Guys in Grief. I'm Brad. I'm Brandon. (laughs) Nice try. Better luck luck next time. It's quick. What's up, boys? Can you believe it's episode 14 of season two? What? Yeah, we've got one more after this. It felt like yesterday. Right? You know what I can't believe? We started this podcast at the beginning of the year. I know. it's it's Jeez. crazy the growth and everything that's happened since we started <laughs> it, and it's only been ten months. Absolutely. I mean, we got international vibes, we got swag, we've got <laughs> uh, thousands of followers, and listen, yeah. it's it's insanity, and it, it's so cool and such an honor. Oh right, yeah, the family has just grown so big. It's I'm so grateful to all the people we've met, and uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah. And Completely. future people, future people. That yeah, yeah. Meet. We're gonna meet future people. Dun, 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 um, dun. Speaking of cool shit that we've done, Brandon, you got one that you just recently did that should be coming out. Probably, well, maybe even before this episode releases. Before this episode, yeah. Uh, so I did. I, I reached out to my, my old radio heads here. Uh, uh, let me see. One zero four one HT eight. What's let me do this right. One zero four one WHTT FM. They have nice. a that was nice. pretty good, right? That was pretty good. That was, no. good. That was really I good. I know, Mark. right? That that brought back some oldie, but good right there. DC. This is your boy here. Uh, no, but <laughs> I reached out to them. Um, one of my old, you know, co our old coworkers works for um one zero four one like classic hit. So like you hear like anything from Michael Jackson to like Neil Diamond. Don't judge me, guys. I love all music. Don't don't judge me, okay? Michael Jackson. No, I like uh, Neil Diamond. I said good choices. Michael. Okay, good. Okay, good. Okay, fine. But so they do this Maybe um segment. <laughs> they do this segment like um Sorry. through their podcast. It's all good. It's called um Seven One Six Together. And what it does is like uh informs Western New York. It's like a Western New York town hall. Like Seven One Six is the area code of Buffalo, New York, for everybody that doesn't know. Plug. So they call it Seven One Six Together. Like I said, it's a Western New York like town hall for like the community so you find out what's going on in the community um different social economic and health things that goes on and you listen to this podcast with my girl tammy over there at um uh 1041 wh tt and uh <laughs> i had a great interview with her it was fantastic she was asking all sorts of questions i didn't know anything about this and asked a million questions and i gave her a million answers and plug 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 number one but also she um she was very curious about how our relationship um as fathers me uh you brian and you brad 
how we are still staying and staying strong and 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 living our lives with our living children with mm. you know these stories of our loss and obviously you know our listeners know how we navigate those stories and navigate our stories with our children our living children and she was just astonished because this is a field that never kind of came across her table before so she was like i am so intrigued i'm like well you better listen tammy so we appreciate you over there tammy i thank you guys thank you, for tammy. giving thank us you, the, tammy. You know, the platform to talk on 716 together inform inspire and power yes so um i think it's going to come out obviously like i said before this one it probably came out before yeah actually it came out before this one so once that that's recorded, just november 5th in... november 5th oh so yeah, 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 November fifth. So we should be It'll come out right before right this. before us. So when that when that comes out, I'll make sure I add it to our link tree information, social media, Instagram, uh, Facebook, so we can have that on there. But it was an awesome, awesome interview, and I do appreciate them giving us the time and the platform to tell our stories and to hear our stories and and to hear story story, right? No pun intended. Love it. Thanks for repping us. Oh man, Absolutely. I'm just trying to be like you guys. That's all. I gotta start being like you guys. You guys are doing all the the stuff outside of the pod. It's awesome. I'm, I'm yeah. I'm, I'm super proud of my boys. Uh, Thanks, so it Dad. sounds like sounds Aww. like you had a a Q and A. I did. We are gonna do an episode all about it. Uh, so this episode is uh, aptly titled "Your G and G Q and A." Uh, obviously, for everybody that watches and listens to the pod, you know we always do a G and G Q and A at the very beginning. Uh, as we're nearing the end of season two, we wanted to hear from you on what are the things, uh, not just topics in general, but what do you want to know about us? What do you want to know about things that we have delved into that we haven't delved into? Um, no topics off the table, and mm-hmm. so we put it out into our social media sphere, and you all delivered. Uh, you gave great questions as you always do, and uh, some of them are serious, some of them are lighthearted, uh, some of them are about us, some of them are about our grief journey, and it's kind of all across the board. So, uh, you know, when the three of us were talking about it, it almost feels like you know if we were in an intimate room and uh, you know on a panel, and you all as listeners were able to just ask us whatever questions you wanted. That's kind of the vibe that we're going for here today. So mm-hmm. I'm super excited about this because we didn't have to create shit. Uh, sure we didn't. Didn't. <laughs> and you all did so the legwork. We, we just get to answer. And, yeah. 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 Which is, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll take it. Uh, listener supported, right? Uh, guys, what do you think? I, I like love it. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it, having like a debrief like this is really special because it's been an awesome journey that the three of us have been on and it's been very quick. You know, like we started this in January and, you know, it's really awesome to hear from listeners and talk about what we've learned from meeting so many incredible dads. Uh, and I'm excited to dive into it. Ooh, can I start off? Can I start off? Can I start Take off? Take it away, brother. Oh, okay. Okay. So how has the podcast helped or in some cases hurt your own grieving experience, fellas? Great one. Can I, can I take me. this one, Brad? Please. So it, it, it's been a real roller coaster, if I'm being honest. Um, it, it 
it takes a, a lot to just talk about your story in general to anybody, you know, in private, but to come on uh, like the internet and the podcast waves and tell your story. Uh, it, it, it's scary. It's very yeah. scary. And when it, it, you're married and you have a partner that's also gone through the same experience you have, it, it's, it's can be very difficult because what I say and what I, what I do can affect, you know, like your partner and, you know, like everything that you say is out there forever. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, it was, I, I had a bump in the road with my wife, Lindsay, who's amazing, but it, it's, it, it, the bump in the road was because she wanted to be a part of the process of talking oh. about it and grieving. And she wanted to speak Austin's name. Like we speak about story and Becca Minari. And I, I think, um, you know, the, the pod, it, it, it was, a a growing experience for us, I think is the right word for it. And um, it, it, it's tough because yeah. you have to have the tough conversations. We have to talk about, uh, you know, like all the, the, the sad things that we talked about and, and the G and G Q and A's and it, it, it was tough. I'm not going to lie, but mm. the best thing is it, it made us stronger and we did talk about it. And I, I'm really proud of where we're at now and I'm excited to see where the future brings us. Yeah, I completely well agree. And I know there's one on here too that talks about wives and family. So I won't, uh, I'll try to steer away from that because I, I want to build on what you mentioned. There's so much pride, but I'll, I'll save it. Um, so I completely echo all of that. Um, it is really difficult not only to share your own story, uh, but to hear the stories of these heartbroken and vulnerable and amazing men that have gone through the worst. They're literally open up their worst moments of their lives to us. Um, super difficult, right? Mm -hmm. uh, to just be a part of those conversations all the time. But also, I would say uh, on, on the positive side of this, I mean, let's be real. Like, one, we love doing this. I love doing this. Um, we're doing a lot of really good in the world, it feels like. And if anything, I am so much healthier in my own grief journey than I was 12 months ago. Right. Absolutely. Brian, you said we started this in January. Totally we, agree. We started talking about it last November. So it hasn't even been 12 months since we thought of the damn thing. Mm -hmm. And where I am today in my vulnerability and my communication with my wife and my family and with you guys and anybody else, um, my advocacy and the work that we're doing, um, I just, I, I'm, I'm light years ahead. And so I don't think it's like anybody should just go and start a podcast. If you want to come on in, the water's warm. Um, but it's. And the I'm, people we've met too. Like, yeah, it, it, it's crazy to think about all the amazing dads that we've met where, when we started this, it was just kind of like the three of us. We had exactly. kind of a little bit community and, and now think about how big 
like the community is yeah. right now that I remember that we like, have who are we going to have as guests? I don't know. People in your support group, <laughs> yeah. like, Brian, can you ask somebody from first candle to come call like, them up, call them up. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. It, and I, I, it is by far helped me more than yes. hurt me, but it, it is not a hundred percent on one end of the column. Right. I, I and think, you know what? Yeah. So funny. You bring that up, Brett, and then I'll let you go, Brandon. No, no problem. I, I remember trying to find initial guests and, they all came from women. It like yeah, it wasn't right. like a like a dad. It was like a woman saying like I want like my husband wants to talk about it. It it, yeah. it was amazing uh, how yeah. now we're getting emails from guys where when we started it was just like oh moms and like women saying like oh you got to talk to my husband or you know like whatever. I feel like I feel like the emails and calls are calls or whatever i like beating down our door like hey i want to get on and i want to tell my story and these are like mm -hmm. fellas like coming in hot like hey man i've got i haven't heard back from you what's going on i want to be <laughs> on like yeah. <laughs> yeah but i appreciate yeah. that we we all do appreciate that and we we you know thank you guys um brandon anything I'm, from you on this one help to hurt you it, it, I think it helped me more, more so than hurt, to be honest with you, um, because I know personally I was not talking about a story like that because yeah. I'm very, I was very protective of the story and you know her being as a whole. So I was very protective of. But so now I'm like, the world knows my story, no pun intended, but they know like how you know I personally dealt with it, but how I am growing i used to be an angry guy earlier i can i i can feel myself growing as like a well this is the true brandon here like he's a really soft teddy bear but he's <laughs> not a he's not an angry guy he isn't he is really he really chill it really is beautiful i mean you're two of my best friends in the world and seeing my own growth but seeing your guys grow through all mm -hmm. this has been uh it's amazing to be a part of that so thank <laughs> you guys so Brad, I mean, I, I talked a little bit about how the the pod kind of affected my own relationship. Can you talk a little bit about how Definitely. how it affected your relationship with Jess, with your son? Like, talk a little bit about it. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, uh, we, if you all listened, we had our wives on the last mm -hmm. episode of season one, and if you haven't listened, you have to go do that. Um, it's not required, but it's an awesome episode. So highly yes, recommend it is required. It. Do it. Do Shut it. this down. Rewind. Go back. Um, it it was it was very difficult at the beginning. Um, I, I think conceptually, Jessica loved uh, that I was excited to do this and the momentum and positivity behind it. Um, if you know anything about me, or if you listen to the episode enough or the pod enough. I am a super ambitious guy. Once I lock my head in on something, I'm a fucking bull running down the street. Like, <laughs> that, was a bull. that was not a bull noise. I don't know what that noise was. That was not a bull. That was a pig. Yeah, yeah, it was a pig running down the street. Uh, it was a pig. Hot yeah. belly. Um, so I, the point I mentioned to that is like, I think I was talking about it too much to her. And mm -hmm. like, you know, my enthusiasm around this I kind of got lost of the like, well, it's enthusiasm around still super raw emotion. And uh, I, I had to learn a little bit of, because I would want to get done with an episode and talk to her about it or the next morning over breakfast. And, you know, you got to hear this guy's story or you got to hear this thing that's happened. 
and I can't force that on her, right? Because it's she has to be in the the mindset to be able to hear some of those things. And so she very admittedly, like she doesn't really listen, um, which is totally fine, right? Um, and I, I, what I've learned as far as my approach with Jessica on it is like I ask permission to talk about it. It's a like, hey, there's something from this episode last night that it's you know it's a little heavy, but I think you should hear about it can i tell you or you know something about it that's really exciting i want to share if that's cool and so i've just i've learned how to navigate through her through experience of it but it has been really difficult and there's times too where you know especially you know talking about beckham's termination for medical reasons like i had to make sure she was 100 percent on board with how i was going to talk about it you know talking about in our uh, grandparents and grief episode how we're going to talk about our own families like you know, I want to make sure that while my voice is the one that's only really hitting the airwaves, it is representative of my family's perspective and that, you know, we're a unit when we do this thing. Well, well said. Well said. That is so true. What about you, Brennan? So hmm. I think also, I, I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't think I had a, like a, a negative By the way, impact. you can't talk shit about Joellen because, uh. Somebody She'll beat your ass. <laughs> um, hold on, Not wait. Me, she will. For, for my <laughs> listeners, my face is scrunched up like no other. Yeah, right. I can't talk about her. That woman is my life. About to come through. About to come through yeah, the door. Yeah. And what are you doing? Like that woman <laughs> is. Not listening right now. I love my wife. Sorry, guys. Yeah. I gotta hang up now. No, yeah, I, I my mom said I gotta go. Hi yeah. guys. All right, all no. right, but how is it? Yeah, it, I mean, I think it has impacted our relationship even uh, made it made us even stronger. Um, she doesn't. She listens more than obviously than I do. You guys know how I am. I don't like listen to my voice on radio or through podcasts, but I I do enjoy. Um, like unlike you, Brad, I actually wake up in the morning. I'm like, Yo, Joe, you gotta listen to this story, and she goes really i'm like yeah you got you got you got to hear you got to hear this story like, this, was, this, was a good, this was a good story right here boy <laughs> and she's like really i'm like yeah you got to give her a brief rundown of it she goes holy shit that really happened i'm like yeah and she's like we, we communicate we have these conversations you know on our you know quiet time you know outside of work and so i think that helps in our communication and makes our relationship and our bonding a lot stronger just because we communicate about what I'm doing. You know, she still, we, we both still go to support group, um, through uh sister's hospital here in Buffalo. So that's kind of her time to, you know, tell the story of Astoria. Um, and this is my time of expressing that story also too. So yeah, I, that, I think it works out for the best, you know, great impact. I appreciate it. You Bri? Yeah, I mean, like I said, it it's kind of a roller coaster. Like mm -hmm. Brad was talking about kind of asking permission to talk about some of these stories mm -hmm. that we've heard. And I think Lynn's want she wants to be a part of hearing these stories and and being part of the community. Mm -hmm. And I think that was always a difficult part is I like I'm kind of hearing these stories and she wants to hear them. Um, so it, it's been a journey, but um, like every relationship, 
it, you know, you have to work through it. You have to communicate and, mm-hmm. you know, it, we're, we're better than we've ever been. And I'm so grateful. Great point. That's beautiful to hear, man. Excellent job. Yeah. So uh, somebody must have been paying attention on one of the episodes because a question that we got, uh, this one goes direct to you, Brian. Uh, hey, now. I love this. and We'll keep it a little lighthearted. Brian, what was it like getting a vasectomy? Uh, was, oh, yes. Was it hard on you emotionally? Parentheses, not just physically. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, wow. it's a great question. Okay. Okay. Right? I feel so, like the person winked when they said like, that. Uh, yeah, I think you can spare us these snippy details. Uh, but you oh, know, no, like the, the details um... are the, be- the best part. <laughs> all right, do um, you? All right. So I I want to preface the, this whole conversation where I I, I fully and we fully understand um, th- there there's just so many families out there that struggle to have kids and it's very difficult and um my wife and i decided to have a vasectomy we we didn't have those struggles mm. we had a loss after you know um austin was five weeks old so we were very very fortunate that our pregnancies all happened to be pretty smooth we didn't have any issues so i i want to say that in the sense that we got pregnant very easily <laughs> and that uh, that led into our decision of getting a vasectomy. Hmm. That being said, they give you Valium before you get it. <laughs> and Why are we snickering like kids? I know, right? It, 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 you show up to this appointment like a kid on Christmas, high as a kite, just like, oh, this is going to be fun. They they put you on a table. It's always a female nurse, usually a male doctor. And it, they, I I had my legs over my head and I'm (laughs) giggling the whole time because of the awkward nature of this thing. And it took, it, I, like, you feel it and you're like, oh, oh, it's like getting hit in the ball. Like, I played soccer. I get hit in the balls like a hundred times by a soccer ball. I was just like, oh. And then they were like, okay, we're done with that side. And then they go to the other side. They do it again. You're like, ah. And they're like, you okay? And I'm like, look, if my wife got through pregnancy, I think I could deal with some. Good answer. Yeah, that was like, a good answer. Yeah, weirdness. Um, yeah, and then th- they like walk you out. I I actually pre bought underwear that you can put ice packs in your balls. Smart. Man. And the Rangers were in the playoffs. In your balls. In yeah, your balls. So I I went to the local watering hole, the Horseshoe, and I watched the Rangers game with ice on my balls, and. You know, it, it was, but like, yeah, it was very weird. Oh my God. I actually handed an ice pack to the bartender and I was like, hey, can oh you just like throw this in the like ice bin? Uh, it was very no. weird. Wait, time out. No, you did not. No, yes, you I did. did not. Yes, I did. Because it did got she, warm she, and I needed to. Wait, did oh. she take it? 
Yeah. It, it was it, a guy. Like, His name's he, Dean, and he took he it, it and he put it in. Yeah. Were they serving ice for 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 a drink? It was just an ice pack, but it was pockets. It wasn't my actual balls, uh, so it didn't touch um, my actual. Okay. Not, you better not never say have a drink there. Never ever. <laughs> but nope. um, getting back to like what's sure. Yeah, get us back on track. Get back on track. <laughs> The, the vasectomy was a big decision for my wife and I because yeah. we went through something so horrible. It took us a long time to decide to have kids again after what mm -hmm. we went through because of the guilt that my wife and I feel like it, it was it was very hard. And then we were very fortunate enough to have two beautiful daughters after we lost Austin. And the decision to get a vasectomy is scary because of what we went through. Yeah. Like it's permanent, you know, and you, once you go through something we've all gone through, mm -hmm. it's that, that scenario is always in your head. It's always in your head, mm -hmm. especially since I lost a, like a living child, I like, I always have that fear that mm -hmm. something horrible is going to happen. Yeah. So getting a vasectomy is so permanent that it was like, I, I, it, it really kind of messed with my head a little bit. Like if something bad happens, that's it. Like, like I'm done. And or like we're done but yeah i i did i i mean not to piss off other people that are listening but we did have a balls voyage party yes. that yeah. i was with some <laughs> close friends let's let's do one more question here we'll get we'll keep moving um or brandon this is you <laughs> okay so we got a we got another question here what has surprised you the most in hosting a men's grief podcast mm, brad yeah, do you, you want to take this that? yeah you sure like you're, um you're the host so you gotta take this fair enough um mm -hmm. i i think the willingness of men to be vulnerable Ooh. has surprised me um and look i know we're not getting hundreds of people on the pod mm -hmm. um right you know we're only 29 episodes deep but when when we give them a platform, when we've given men a platform, we are not having to drag vulnerability out of them. Uh, we're not having to drag the story out of them. Um, we're not having to drag honesty out of them. Like so many of our listeners have just gone sure. right in of like, here's the challenges I've had. Here's my family challenges. Here's my work challenges. Here's the, this thing. Like, here's what I've done. And I, I know I've talked before, like I group therapy was not for me, um, you know, small group and, you know, things like better help and whatnot are certainly uh, more of a comfort for me, but mm -hmm. um, being in the group of 10 men telling their stories has just never kind of been my thing. And um, I think I've been super encouraged and surprised by the willing one, the community that is in this grief world because we've certainly stepped into a role in it um, mm -hmm. and how embracing it has been, but truly the vulnerability of men has been super surprising and, uh, and heartwarming too. 
Yeah, and you know, it's really yeah. interesting too, like the guys we've interviewed, you always get the feeling initially that it, it's, they don't know what to say, or they're very maybe timid, yeah. but as they, you can almost see the progression of the interviews where yeah. as they talk about it, you can almost see the release that they have where it's like, good point. I enjoy talking about my lost child. Like it, it's, it's a beautiful thing that we've seen where I think every guy, I think when we debrief after the episode says how exactly nervous they thinking. were. Yep. Right. And afterwards they're like, I, I loved it. Like it was, mm -hmm. it, it felt really good. Um, Agreed. So it, it, that's been an amazing thing to see. Any surprises oh, yeah. for you fellas? Yeah. Beyond uh, so, the pod too or anything like so like even behind, like just the notoriety, like the like people recognizing, hey, I your voice sounds familiar. I'm like, hmm. what what did I do? But like <laughs> <laughs> you're like, no, like, do you do are you on like did you like podcast? I'm like, oh yeah, my, my brother in law, my good friend Brian, guys in grief. I'm like, yeah. That's awesome. I listen and I'm like, what? Like, tell me your story now. Like instantly. Like, let me hear your story. But that and also um like like I think tagging on what you guys said that the release that the guy like other fellas that are on the pod or whoever's on the pod, just that you like you said, Brian, like you see that release off their shoulders. You see that deep breath, like, oh man, I never told that story. Mm -hmm. per perfect, 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 perfect example. I was at a um support group two weeks ago and the guy that i met you know during the support group they um the western new york bereavement uh channel uh asked me to come through and talk to some guys and i i went and i knew two of the fellows already through my other support group but one fellow he's like i never really tell my story and he goes i listen to your podcast you know quite often but i have never told my story he told a story right then and there and he was like thank you i never do that i never felt comfortable enough expressing my story um in front of you know other people but like you guys have helped me you know through that process so things like that man that means so much that's awesome that means so much mm. and we'll be right back this episode of guys in grief is brought to you by better help mental health after child loss is incredibly difficult to navigate on your own and at Guys in Grief, we advocate for men to be vulnerable and seek help through therapy. Each of us have spoken with therapists throughout our lost journey and credit a sizable portion of our healing process to the benefits of therapy. So regardless of when you've experienced loss, therapy can give you the tools to approach your life in a very different way. And that's why we're excited to tell you about today's sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp's mission is to make therapy more affordable and more accessible. And this is an important mission because finding a therapist can be really hard, especially when you're limited to the options in your area. BetterHelp is a platform that makes finding a therapist easier because it's online, it's remote, and by filling out a few questions, BetterHelp can match you with a professional therapist in as little as a few days. It's easy to sign up and get matched with a therapist. And if you click on the link in our show notes or go to betterhelp.com forward slash guys and grief, you will get 10% off your first month of BetterHelp. Because finding a therapist is a little like dating. If you don't really fit with the therapist, which has happened to us and is a common thing in therapy, 
You can easily switch to a new therapist at no additional cost without stress about insurance, who's in your network, or anything like that. So invest in your mental health today and consider online therapy with BetterHelp. Go to betterhelp.com forward slash guys and grief to get 10% off your first month of BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com forward slash guys and grief. So let's jump back in. Uh, Brian, this one's off to you, right? Yeah, so this this is a cool one. Uh, what's one piece of advice you recommend most for grieving fathers? And I'll throw it to you, Brandon. Um, one piece of advice is, well, advice is, Jesus, advice that I recommend. We ask this Com- to every guest, do. by the way, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to say communication. Communicate with your spouse. Um, I'm probably over-communicate sometimes with Joellen and she probably, I know she gets sick of me. I know she does and I still love her. But I know I over-communicate just over-asking, are you okay? How are you doing? What, what's going on? And, and sometimes I get the brunt of it like <laughs> you ask, I'm going to tell. And I'm like, yeah. oh shit. Like, alright, <laughs> cool. But I knew what I signed up for. But um, definitely communicating and making sure um that she's at the right, you know, level of just comfort and feeling good for the day, regardless of what goes on. Um, Brad, um, mine is a learned one through the pod. Yeah, because communicate. I think we would all probably say communication is uh-huh. the number one. Thing. Yeah. Um. So yes, and uh, I gotta quote the amazing Charles. Um, <clears throat> Solitude is the enemy. Right, Charles Johnson from Four mm-hmm. Hero Four Moms. If you didn't listen to that episode in season one, it's a must. Um, that one is required. Uh, True, <laughs> that is required listening. True. Um, in but in that episode, he said solitude is the enemy, and that just it seems so obvious, but mm-hmm. it just hit me like a ton of bricks just hearing it that way. And my so the you know piece of advice for men is you cannot allow yourself to go at this alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to find community. You have to be willing to, uh, you know, I remember saying on one of our episodes that we clipped, like, you don't have to dump into the deep end of vulnerability, but maybe have a vulnerable moment. You know, mm-hmm. take the chances to just understand that if you try to go at this alone, the likelihood that bad things come and continue to just be a wave of them, it's just more likely. You know, you need to be able to have people around you that support you, that have like experiences. Um, and so, you know, don't allow yourself to be in solitude. Well said. So mine is very simple. Ask for help. Like, if you are feeling sad, communicate that and say, I, I'm sad. Like, I, I, the one thing I've learned from this podcast is that there's We've met so many great guys that have been vulnerable, but there's so many guys out there that are struggling and they, they don't know what to do, whether it's their situation or their job or like, there's so many situations that make it difficult for you to say, I need help. Like I'm, I'm not okay. Mm -hmm. And it's, 
it's so common to put up a front and be like, I'm okay. I'll get through this. This is what I do. I'm a man. But 100% of the time, you're not okay. You know, and it's, it's so important to just, whether it's with your partner, your spouse, your friends, just tell them, like, I'm not okay. Like, right. I, I just, I, I need to speak my lost one's name. I need to just, you know, like, release everything that's on my chest right now. Like, it, it just ask for help. You know, it, it's so important. And that's, that's yeah. what I've learned. Yeah, and you know, mm-hmm. you're probably hearing Brandon and I saying mm-hmm. yes, and if you're watching, nodding, and Brian, nodding, Brandon, yep. I don't speak for you, but like for me, my yesing and nodding is not uh, because I've done that well. It's because I have learned experience of not doing that well, and <laughs> yes, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too, found, me too, right? Yeah, yeah. And so yes. I mm-hmm. got a feeling a lot of our listeners are probably similar, doing the that, same like, thing man, if I just would have been willing to be vulnerable, if I would have been willing to yeah. ask, I would have been willing to do that. I, I could have saved myself a lot of heartache. I could have saved myself a lot of solitude and, you know, yeah. feelings that of, of that isolation, like, because I wasn't willing to just make the ask. It's, yeah. it's, it's fun. And, and, <laughs> go, go, Brian. Go. Go, I was going to say on the last podcast, Brett, like you talked about manifesting stuff in your brain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you're just like, oh, what if I do this? Like people are going to think this or nobody's going like, to want to talk to me about it. Mm-hmm. No, just tell people the truth. Like you're sad. I, we lost our child. It sucks. That's how I feel right now. You know, and Brandon, go ahead. I no, know you've been no, no, go. You, you're itching. Go. Mine is real easy. Go. Cause Brian, you just made such a good point. Like mm-hmm. in, in a little tough love to our listeners and maybe to myself here too, is like, you know, we talk a lot about our friends that weren't there for us, our friends that don't ask. But do we bring it up ourselves yeah. to them? Oh my god! Do gosh. we say like, "Man, I need to talk to you about this"? No, because I got to no. feel a lot, right. We nope. don't. And yeah. a lot of times, right. the issue is we've all admitted, like literally, we as this whole fucking community. Mm-hmm. I'm going to speak on every one of our behalfs yep. that our friends don't say the right things or they don't know what to say. So the reality is, they don't say anything. Right. But we then sometimes point the finger at them that like oh, they never asked, so you know that's on them. But we never put the conversation on the table, so you got to be willing to yeah. do that too. Hey that's, man, that's a bar for life, right there. Yes, that's I, what I'm I, saying. It's like you I, put it on the table. Mm-hmm. It actually like uh, what's the word like de-arm, disarms everybody. Yeah. You know, yes. like. It, it's like, oh, he's okay talking about it. I um, wish you would have asked before. I didn't know how to bring it up to you. So that's yeah. why I've never yeah. said anything. Like, I got a feeling yeah. that's the response we'll get a ton. I swear to you, all I'm in my head right now, I'm just envisioning our listeners, whoever's watching, they're just like, where's the like button? Where's the, I, I need to like, <laughs> I need to like double click. Okay, listeners, if you're listening to this as we speak and you're agreeing to everything that we're saying, email us and just let us know or like really like like mention like yeah. uh send a message on Instagram or Facebook and be like holy shit or whatever you guys want to say but like I I can I can I can literally envision our listeners like saying, "Yup. 
Yeah. 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 It's such a good point that we've never talked about. We're always pitching. That's so true. What people say and they don't know what to say, but maybe it's a little bit of us. We got to, you got to be vocal about it and you got to ask for help and you got to show vulnerability. So if you're nodding and yesing and liking and messaging Mm -hmm. us, then uh, accept the challenge and fucking do something about it. it. Yep. Right? Like, do it. it. Sit your buddy down and say, Mm -hmm. man, it's been two years and I've never talked to you about this, but I need to. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you don't have to hash out, you know, I'm mad you never asked. Move forward. Like, just have the conversation and be willing to put it on the table. Because if they don't respond then, then you know the type of friend that you have. Oh, yeah. But in some ways, we're assuming that they just don't care, but they might just be too shell shocked to know what to even say so they've yep. never bothered yeah <sighs> I, I, yeah i mean that it, it it's so important you know to like just say your truth mm. yeah say your truth mm. man that i don't even remember what the question was but that uh, right that, right that but that but that's got in depth. That. that's why we love these right or wrong right Agreed. or wrong Oh, I think that was the one piece of advice question. That was one right? piece of advice. So, yeah, yeah, that was one piece no, of advice. We gave, yeah. we gave you a bunch of advice there, fellas. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. I'll take the next one here. Yeah, yeah. And if you guys are okay with that, I'd actually like to answer this one first, too. Um, oh, right, cool. Because uh, in reading this one, this one is massively smart to me. Thank you. Uh, judges ruling. Um, <laughs> but we've actually talked about this being a G&G Q&A, so, uh, but I think it's so poignant. Uh, so somebody said, listening to your pod and hearing other stories, I sometimes feel like my loss isn't, quote, on the same level. Mm. Have you ever experienced that? What are your thoughts? And I completely, whoever wrote this in, like, I see you. Because mm-hmm. I have felt, you know, we're, we had weeks ago with our guy Andy telling us about his eight-year-old daughter that he lost. A living eight-year-old daughter. And, you know, we've, all of our stories, you know, we've had people that have lost a child after one day of living. Mm -hmm. We've had the most tragic stories. But the one thing that I've learned, and and I'd love your guys' perspective on this too, um, because, you know, my losses have been gestational, right? They've been 14 weeks, 20 weeks. And so sometimes I felt that same, like, you know, losing a child at 20 weeks gestation is not the same as an eight-year-old child. And it's not. Like I will, I will gladly admittedly say that it's not, but the thing that I've learned is we've said it many times, loss is loss and love is love. Mm -hmm. And show me one dude that we've talked to that isn't heartbroken by their loss. Andy at eight years, isn't Mm -hmm. more heartbroken than, you know, the guy with an eight week miscarriage like maybe things are are different on in, in in different ways but the emotion and the grief and the heartbreak that shit doesn't scale in my eyes like you're heartbroken by this regardless of when it happened and how it happened so i can just feel this person of like you know maybe i don't always feel like some of that person's loss was worse than mine or more tragic than mine or was further along than mine. But if your heart was broken, then your heart was broken and you need to, you need to help mend that you need support and community. And so loss is loss and love is love. I don't know how do you, I don't know how to even add on to that because you hit every freaking cylinder. 
and being was speechless because like you took everything out. I'm like, oh yeah, yep, yep. You took everything out. Yep, <laughs> yep, yep. Well, yep. I, can I say the three of us? Yeah. I think is such a great example of yes. like yes. E- everything. The three of us literally have like e- e- every loss. Mm-hmm. Not every loss, every but like. We Almost cover every wide day is very yeah. close, mm-hmm. and for us to come together and realize that, like you said, loss is loss, love is love, and it—I—I I, I will admit, mm-hmm. early on in our loss, we didn't—I didn't feel that way, and and Lindsay didn't feel that way. We, yeah. we didn't. Like, I think that's we, honest. It's real. Yeah, we we got to hold our son, and he passed away, and then somebody would be like, "I I had a, a miscarriage like early on. I know how you feel." And early nope. on, it was like, "No, you didn't look in your eye, the eyes of your lost one," and we would freak out. But. Mm-hmm that is part of the growth of the grieving process where Lindsay now, now understand, like you said, Brad, like the grieving is the same, like for if your world for was people. turned upside down. Yeah, right. Right. We're like it, it, you just, it, right. If you were just want to have a kid, it's like, you're like what you want to do and you have a miscarriage, you're going to grieve the same that, I, I was grieving, you know, it's, yeah. it, it, it was very hard for me early on, but I think the three of us being together and doing this podcast is a great example of, you know, like understanding all loss. It has the same grieving process and sadness, you know? Great point. Great point. And it goes yeah. to like the, you know, maybe that would have been, if I would have done this one first, like the one thing that I learned through this. Uh, yeah. Or, yeah. Like one of the biggest learnings. Yeah. Brandon, I know you said nothing to add. Are you, you good there? Should we keep it moving? Yeah. Keep it moving. Like you, you took everything. Out, like, not everything out, but like you, you guys both hit great points and all I can say is, yeah. Uh, all right. Then take it away. One more, Brandon, from you. One more. Brandon, you want to get on me? Brandon, you started, right? All right uh, let's see. This one comes from my good friend, Paul. How are you helping your living children navigate their own grief and understanding death? Whew. Paul is a huge listener. and Yeah. Yeah. So, Paul, thank you. Um, you, Paul. you are always super supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm ill-prepared to answer this question, but I Ooh. I can take a pass or if anybody else wants to start. Yeah. Go for I, it. I mean, I'll dive into it. Yeah. The answer is you have no fucking clue. <laughs> and like, that's the real answer. Like, yeah. your kids are, well, again, I, I don't know what kind of losses. Some people have like older kids, but I, I think if your kid is under the age of five, you have no idea how they're going to truly process this grief 
until they get older. Mm-hmm. And that has been the biggest struggle for Lindsay and I, because we're trying to do everything in our power to, to talk about Austin and ex- say that he's in heaven and, but he, they're kids, you know, they, yeah. they, the way they interact and talk to you, they're not expressing their emotions like we are right now. Like it's, it's not, I, I, I can't answer that until I think the kid, our living children are a little bit older and we talk about it all the time. We're like worried that there's going to be like outbursts or like something going on. But we we just don't know. Like you 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 do the best you can to honor your lost one and make sure they like incorporate them in the family and know they're part of the family, and hope that that traumatic experience doesn't fuck them up later up in life. So yeah. I'll give you a perfect example. Um, mm-hmm. That literally happened today. It is 11 o'clock. This happened six hours ago, seven hours ago. I'm on a call with one of my direct reports. And uh, we're literally like just starting the call. And Ashton comes walking into my office. Um, He didn't realize I was starting a call. And she and I are close. And so Ash comes over and we're, you know, doing the Zoom chit chat. She's talking to Ashton. And um, he'd never actually met her. She's a new VP that reports and new on the on my team. So anyways, um, he hadn't talked to her. And so she's asking him questions. And I said, and Miss Laura has two daughters. And she's, you know, saying how old they are and everything like that. And Ashton goes, uh, well, I don't have any siblings. My siblings died. And in like her own face. And I was like, yeah, buddy. But, you know, we talk about Beckham and Ari every day, right? He's like, yep. And uh, he's like, well, and, and like, and I can't remember exactly everything he said, but like in cute kid language, he's like, they're alive, but they're alive in heaven. And so, you know, I don't have a brother and sister, but I do have a brother. Like he's literally going on about this. And I'm like, all right, love you. Get out. I got to have me. <laughs> yeah, but you, like kid. you wonder if that's going to like resonate as he gets yeah. older, right? And so my colleague is like, oh my God, like his emotional intelligence, his understanding of this. And I'm like, yeah, you know, it's it's an important part of his life. And I do worry, and I got a feeling there's probably pieces of this, not that I can read into Paul's, you know, the mind, but like there's going to come days where, you know, they understand a lot about death, but then there becomes a big fear about death. You know, am I going to die? Are you going to die? Um, you know, if they can die, how, you know, that's, that's probably a conversation down our path um, that we'll have to navigate, you know, when we the, get there. The, the thing that we've never touched on this podcast about is when they are living children get old enough and we have to say how they died. Oh, when yeah. they ask the how question. You, you guys, so we're having that conversation already with Stone. With Stone. What, so tell us like, how are... So, 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 so these conversations happen. Um, obviously, we're very you know, intuitive, and the kids are very well, kids. Gabby is very, you know, forward. I'm just going to say, we, we have an open conversation 
this is where I put my real bottom um, is her presence. And like, hey, listen, Dad, like, this is what, you know, this is what happened. And she goes, well, why did, like, the question, why did that happen? Did, do you yeah. tell her, like, specifically? Well, yeah. We, how did she yeah, pass? The, the girl got, you know, wrapped around her, you know, for twice. And she goes, well, why? Just honest decision. So we go more of a spiritual aspect of things mm. out there like that. Interesting. Uh, although, like, we're not a church-going household. That's where we kind of pivot towards. Sure. Not because it's comfortable, but that's just something that, well, yes, it is comfortable. Let me retract that statement. It is comfortable, but also we are also, you know, thinking, oh, yes. But but like also like we're, we're there for that type of conversation so we have these open conversations and good for you just guys to, just to make sure that gabby is comfortable with you know and you think, after is she reacting well to that like she she has she her said, nights where she's like i miss story or i miss i miss beckham oh yeah. every night or i miss art she always says um love you love you i'm sorry i gotta think now but i'm tucking her in Love you, love you. Good night to our friends. Say good night. Say say good night to our friends. Say good night to story. Say good night to Beckham. Say good night to Ari. Like that's just how she is. Every night. Every night. And we also gotta say, All right, we heard you. You're gonna make me cry, dude. Oh true. Like these are the very true statements. She say good night to our friends. <laughs> I think the point is talking about your lost ones to your living children, I think children, is a yeah. good thing. Yeah. Absolutely. If they're younger, I, I can't comment because I like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. But I think you bring if up a really interesting manifest. point. Well, but like to your point, Brian, like at some point you're going to have to tell them Austin's story. Yeah. And like right. the details. told Colin and the details like, about at it. At some point I'm going to have to tell Ashton that we had a termination mm-hmm. for medical reasons with back. Right. He knows he lost his brother. He doesn't know the detail of that. So, you know, we talk very openly, clearly from, you know, as Laura, my colleague learned earlier today. Um, But like that conversation is a whole other level of discussion. And I think that's probably a little bit what this question is leading towards here too. And uh, I, I, I guess, you know, some here, someone is like, you know, we'll take any answers you guys have too, because we've said from day one, we are not the experts. So if any of our listeners have great recommendations, please send them our way and we'd love to share them out into the world because um, we, we've had a lot of conversations openly about loss with our kids, but the specificity that is necessary over time, we just haven't gotten there yet. All right. So last one here, fellas. Um, this is an interesting one, a really good one, and a solid, solid one to end on. What additional resources do you guys lean on uh, in navigating your own grief and helping you prepare for the pot? It's a good one. I mean, it, it's amazing. So when we started this pod, the, 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 no resources, like literally for men specifically. All the resources were men and women very much focused on the moms. 
um, going through this pod and learning about all the new ways to like support people and especially men. I like, I can't talk enough about all the great things that people are doing. Um, obviously I sit on the board of first candle. They, they have a bereavement hotline, which is huge. And I, it, I know a lot of guys don't call into the hotline, but I encourage you to, if you're listening to the podcast, cause it ends up coming to me, but, um, follow organizations, Google bereavement organizations. There, there's so many people out there that are helping. When I went to Florence, my panelist ran, she has gone to every hospital in Wales. And when there is a unexpected loss, she gets a call and they, these, wow. you have to sign a form that you're like, okay, that she can contact you. And her team immediately sends a, a beautiful box. And there's an elephant in there because an elephant, it, first of all, it's the elephant in the room, but it's mm-hmm. also elephant never forgets. Mm-hmm. And she does that for every family. So there's, that's just an example of like, all the organizations, Emma's footprints, like they pay for medical costs. Like they, they're, they'll introduce you to other communities. And I mean, when I started this pod with you guys, I, there, there was maybe like one or two. Mm-hmm. Now there's like way more that I've never thought we'd have the opportunity to, you know, know about. Well, this, is this kind of a thing like also we just didn't know so like these programs have been around and been out there so gaining that knowledge and expanding out you know viewpoints on that definitely helps out a lot um i'm gonna do a, just a quick shout out to sisters hospital they they just up with any family and she's been awesome support every month we go to support just to me and doing and just tell our story for us, that means all of just getting that out there and letting there's a new family. Unfortunately, if there's a new family, um, they can hear our story and that's what they hear theirs. So that means a lot. Just hearing, you know, other stories about their beautiful babies that helps out. And I guess my um, navigation and and also support this one. Yeah, I, you know, for me, I'm not necessarily approaching this from an academic and education perspective of like resources and learning. I do try to, you know, stay informed on things. Um, but honestly, my, my approach is honestly more through social media. It's on Instagram, uh, you know, with all the other Instagram channels that we're connected with. I find those people are doing such amazing work, both in advocacy and education and, you know, the the statistics around 
you know, stillbirth and, and SIDS and all those types of things. Like those people are bringing such information to the forefront to help educate the masses. Um, but I also think there's a big part of the, even how we start the intro of this spot is, you know, we're not doctors, we're not psychiatrists, we're three friends. And, you know, trying to, I want to continue to educate myself, but I also am staying in that lane of like, I don't know the answers and I'm not trying to be the, the person that people come to like, what's your opinion on this mm-hmm. medical piece? And like, I don't know. And I don't have, I'll give you an opinion, <laughs> but I don't have yeah. an, an expertise on it. Right. Yeah. And, and maybe that's a little bit of the charm of this podcast too, is, you know, there, there's a huge benefit in being informed. And so I'm not, you know, thumbing my nose at that. Um, yeah, start I want- liking those Instagram things and get the algorithm going. And yeah, right. before you know it, you're going to be, seen all sorts of grief yeah exactly yeah i just i'm i'm more i want to stay informed on the the emotion and the human impact of all of this than the medical uh for me um because Mm -hmm. i think that helps me to better understand how i'm grieving how others are grieving here's a great example um and it's not a resource or anything maybe it's not a great example but i just posted on our instagram a couple days ago uh I used Beckham's name at Starbucks and I posted it on a coffee cup or I, I they asked for a name yeah. right? when they ask. And so they call out my coffee and they say Beckham's name and it just made me smile. And nobody else in the room knows the barista doesn't know, but it touched my heart hearing somebody else say Beckham's name. And I posted so that cool, on, by the way, I love yeah. That. And we've got so many people write exactly that. Like I'm doing this from now on, like, this is amazing. And like, that's the education that I want. I want other great ideas like that. I want things that other people are doing that are small ways to memorialize or honor their children. Um, I sure the big academic things are incredibly important because that's what's really going to make change in this space, right? Like, so that's clear and obvious. But where I'm finding a lot of value is, you know, what's the next coffee cup idea? What's the next thing that you know, I can I love do? It to help my own grief and maybe help others. I don't even drink Starbucks and I went to Starbucks and ordered a, a coffee. For did you really? <laughs> yeah, That's I did. Awesome. Well, Brandon, honestly, this is a fun fact. They uh, normally put their Starbucks coffee order in as Go Bills. So that one, <laughs> so when they have to call out the go bills, uh, yeah, yeah, you can you can uh, swing in an Astoria on those ones, uh, guys. This was uh, so listeners, thank you for all these questions. I think this was uh, lighthearted, heavy hearted, all in the between. This was really cool to get to understand exactly what you wanted to hear, and uh, we we are rounding out season two. We've got one more episode to come. Um, and that's going to fall in perfectly as we, we navigate going into the holiday season and, uh, you know, how challenging that season can be, but also how beautiful the holiday season can be and a lot of opportunities to find peace and, uh, and honoring moments, uh, while also trying to sidestep the landmines that get thrown your way throughout the holidays. So excited for that one to come fellas, any final thoughts? Sorry, I was so descriptive about the uh, vasectomy <laughs> and the aftermath of it. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Hey. Not sorry. No, I, I love you guys, and, th- and I, I love our listeners. I mean, it's the only reason we do this. 
I, I like I, I say it all the time. It, it's very difficult for I think the three of us to uh, come and listen to stories because it we kind of relive our stories. Mm-hmm. But the reason we do it is because of you guys, and we want you to know there's light at the end of the tunnel, and we want to bring hope to everybody. Amen to that. You know, like taking all my all my wind on myself here. <laughs> all I can say is ditto with Brian said listeners, we love you guys. Keep listening, keep hitting us up on social media. We would love to just communicate and keep in contact. And uh okay. I love you guys. Keep it all coming. We love you guys. <laughs> Talk to you soon. If you valued from this content, we ask you to share this podcast with others that can equally benefit. Leave us a five-star review on whichever platform you're listening to help us improve our outreach and to follow Guys in Grief on Instagram and Facebook. Also, if you'd like to join us and share your story, email us at guysandgrief at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week.